Hey, good day. It's uh, January the 3rd, 2021. And uh, today I want to take a little bit of time to get into why this podcast is called Sheep and Wolves. And I, I want to start off by kind of getting into the nature of sheep. And um, I was going to do some headlines today. But uh, I kind of not. I'm kind of not there yet. Um, you know, I could I could rhyme off a few here. Uh, let's just see. But I do want to get into the nature of sheep. I think it's interesting. Uh, so, latest news: uh, Trump retweets video of Georgia ballots being counted multiple times. This, of course, has to do with the major election fraud of 2020 um, by the uh, by the left, leftist establishments, Democrats, etc., and all of the big tech um, uh, media, all fighting against a Trump and basically having perpetuated election fraud. Uh, so, the outcome of that election is still. In question, although uh, the left has, you know, all but claimed victory, however, there is still a very small chance. Um, humans of the Great Reset: What the future might look like in 2021 if the controlling elites have their way. I think, think we can all uh, picture what this dystopian future will look like. Lockdown proponent Bill Gates quietly funding plan to dim the sun's rays. Yes, this is true. Bill Gates wants to save the world by dimming the sun, uh, reflecting some of its harmful rays back into the atmosphere, and cooling the earth, which is uh, heating uncontrollably. A uh, physician in Mexico admitted to intensive care unit after receiving Pfizer vaccine. So this is the new coronavirus vaccine that's being rolled out around the world. And people are rolling up their sleeves by the hundreds of thousands to take this vaccine. Uh, it is largely untested. It was approved in record time. No vaccines have ever been approved for human mass human use. Uh, I don't believe ever in history previously, so that may be fact-checked, but anyway, this is what I'm told. So these, these are headlines uh, from InfoWars. I don't normally read news from here, but I thought, what the heck. Let's see what Rebel News is up to. Um, uh, headlines. Headlines. English journalist covering migrant crisis dragged to court after salvaging abandoned dinghy. Now, that's interesting. Huh. Okay. Trump tweets. Friendly advice to Iran as tensions escalate. Yes, things with the Middle East are always tenuous, but Iran is particularly aggressive having uh, called for the death of America and the West for many, many years. They truly do hate Americans and the West in general. That includes us Canadians. 
Chicago reported more than 4,100 shooting victims in 2020. Chicago is run by leftists. It is a shithole city, unfortunately. It has become a city of extreme violence. And the left largely ignores it because they know it's a failed experiment in um, uh, social programs that have just gone way too far, bankrupting this. Anyway, the programs are doing nothing to actually help young black men stay out of crime. It's just, it's all failed policies as usual. But they don't care. They create a dependent class. Uh, next, in quotations, Cop Karen tases man near his heart over refund at YMCA in Coburg, Ontario. Oh, another cop. A cop tasers a dude. Yeah, because of a scuffle in YMCA. He basically didn't want to leave. He wasn't wearing... His mask wasn't on properly or something, so they just went ballistic on him. Ended up calling the cops. Cops tasers him twice. Like, this unreal. Uh, CNN reports at least 140 Republicans will object to Biden confirmation. That's good. Republicans with backbones. That's uh, interesting. St. Patrick's Cathedral vandalized with anti-cop, anti-fuss slogan. All right. So we're going after more uh, cultural icons uh, with, uh, with uh, uh, vandalism. Breaking. Alberta Minister of Municipal, Municipal Affairs Tracy Allard will face no consequences for her Hawaiian vacation. Oh, examples yet again of our politicians and leaders not leading by example, telling us to stay home under lockdown and to not uh, have, uh, take any non-essential travel, but they themselves being caught one after another taking vacations, like when everybody takes vacations in the winter, when it sucks and you want to go somewhere nice and warm. Next, searching for Ontario's finance, Minister Rod Phillips at Pearson Airport. I don't know what that's about. There's a video attached. New York City Mayor slammed for dancing in empty Times Square. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to look that one up. It's pretty funny. And there's a bit of a hullabaloo. His wife is wearing uh, a face mask that has uh, well-known, uh, basically, pedophilia symbolism. Um, so pedophilia has, you know, specific symbols that are used amongst the, the very, uh, you know, tight knit group of, of pedophiles and the pedophile rings, anytime they're broken up by the authorities, it always includes, um, high ranking politicians, lawyers, police, uh, and then, you know, the schmucks who have it on their computers. But anyway, um, and here she is, uh, the wife of bill de blasio and she's wearing a face mask just littered with the uh with a pedof uh, symbolism of pedophilia so that's bizarre no explanation on that one but people are making something of it and iran's president appears to threaten donald trump's life hmm what a surprise all righty so moving on the name of this podcast is sheep and wolves so today I want to talk about the nature of sheep. Uh, it's kind of interesting. So, and, and I want to contrast that to why Christians are um, to be considered sheep, you know, following the great shepherd. You know, what is it about the nature of sheep? And I truly believe that God created animals with particular types of natures. Uh, I don't know if that's even right English. Uh, with, with certain natures. 
to be an example for us, to basically create lessons for us, specifically. I don't think sheep were created the way that they were for any random purpose. I believe that sheep were created the way that they were to teach us a lesson. Um, because, you know, God created all of nature and all of nature can teach us lessons. But animals in particular teach us very interesting lessons because they have natures. They have characteristics. Um, it's just like, you know, the nature of the dove. Um, in the Old Testament, you know, the Bible talks about the dove being a very dumb bird. Um, and just just to, and we witness this ourselves in our own home where where doves would make nests in the most precarious of places and lose their nests and their young it's just like it, it's i wouldn't say dumb bird sorry it's like a senseless bird um but if you get into the original translations i'm sure it would make for an interesting understanding so sheep are created with specific behavior traits and i believe that they're created with specific behavior traits and knowing what these traits um, are can make handling them much easier you know if you want to be a shepherd of sheep uh, so sheep are social animals they do need to stick together so you know you don't want to have seclusion because of their social structure and and sheep by nature are followers and you have to let them follow and don't drive them as you would cattle it's different sheep need to follow not be driven and um, you know, sheep are docile animals by nature. They are not aggressive. They are very docile and they have good memories. And these memories need to be positive ones as much as possible. How strange, how strange that is. So for us as Christians, you know, uh, we need to remain, you know, close to one another as Christians, as sheep. And, um, and although sheep look to be weak, there is strength in in sheep when they are together and what is that strength there's strength in the the social reinforcements of one another you know the social structure of sheep that is a strength you're not alone you're not a lone wolf you're just out you're you're part of a family you're part of a larger group and um and you know you're not alone. You're not secluded. Sheep need this type of uh, thing, you know. And sheep are docile animals by nature. They are not aggressive. They are not, uh, they do not need to be, uh, you know, driven like cattle. And, you know, cattle herding is, is a much different, uh, is much different than leading a group of sheep that want to follow. And, you know, um, and sheep secluded is extremely dangerous. A sheep out there on its own is, is, has real no way of protecting itself. There's no strength in numbers. And it is very likely to be picked off by prey. So that's an interesting thing. Um, you know, sheep react to their surroundings. And this includes, like, working environments and facilities. Um... So, you know, sheep like routine, to be patient, you know, you need to be patient when introducing something new to sheep. And um, I think the Lord Jesus Christ is, is very uh, generous when it comes to introducing things to his sheep and how the scriptures are unfolding and, and uh, how the scriptures are, are coming more and more alive as we 
are getting closer to the end of the age. It's really interesting how he's been generous and not dumped everything on the flock at once. Um, sheep reactions are predictable, right? So you have to use those. Um, and, and isn't that true? Um, you know, <laughs> people's reactions are very predictable too. Sheep react negatively to loud noises and yelling. All right, I'll uh, try to keep that. I've, I've gotten better with that over the years with regards to my children who are also like sheep. So um, sheep will bunch up in corners to protect themselves. Okay, and that's good. When moving, gathering, or sorting sheep, the more efficient the operation, the better. Like wool grabbing and rough handling will cause bruising. So you need to treat and handle your sheep very kindly. Uh, they tend to move in the opposite direction of the handler. <laughs> Uh, yes, a sheep have a flight zone. Determine what this is for your flock. Hmm, a flight zone. I guess, you know, like people, uh, when they feel threatened, they have some zone that they go off into. And, you know, for us, it's maybe sometimes a physical place. Oftentimes, it's a mental place. What is our flight zone? Interesting. Sheep move best when not afraid, so work slowly and calmly. Yeah, that's good. Sheep do not like to move into the darkness. Uh, placing a chute, you know, facing a well-lit area. So they don't like to move into darkness. They like to move into light. How interesting is that? Um, yeah, uh, sheep move better on a flat surface or uphill. So, you know, the way the Lord makes our path more sure-footedness. He is setting the path before us, and the path that he creates, I guess, is suitable for sheep. A sheep will move towards other sheep. So I guess that may include black sheep too. <laughs> so uh, be careful of the company that you keep. Sheep will move to a partially full pen. So they like to see that there's other sheep in that pen before they move into it, but again, it's a crowd mentality. We do like to be social. Sheep will move better through long, narrow pens and shoots rather than square pens and wide shoot systems. I don't know if that means anything. Sheep resist moving from one type of surface to another. Uh, resist from moving one type of surface to another. Uh, you know, I like going from land to ice because I play hockey. So I guess that's not me in this case. Um, sheep have no depth perception. No shadows, dark surfaces, and water are an issue. Oh, okay, so shadows, dark surfaces, and water are an issue because they just cannot guide depth. Ah, so they need a shepherd that has eyeballs that is able to um, properly uh, survey the landscape and to keep sheep. So sheep leading sheep is bad. We need bad. We need a shepherd to lead sheep. We need, actually need a shepherd that has eyeballs that can see the landscape differently than us um, you know that on spiritual levels that's very very true and uh, sheep fear new visual objects <laughs> what is that <laughs> it's, uh, be careful do not introduce new visual objects to your sheep sheep are uh, need a lot of work don't they um, but Here's something interesting about sheep. Sheep and other farm animals have a well-developed sense of hearing. They capture a wider frequency of sound than is audible to our ears. 
So it's important while feeding and caring for your animals that you talk to them in a calm, reassuring voice. Because when they sense that you mean no harm, they will turn to their usual business of eating, drinking and feeding their young. So you need them to kind of keep on their daily routine, keep them on their uh, normal course of action. And But humans, of course, have binocular vision, you know, focusing both eyes simultaneously to achieve good depth perception and clarity for objects, right, directly in front of us. However, humans' peripheral vision is very limited. Sheep uh, see the world through a different set of eyes than ours. So sheep have their eyes set on the sides of their head. They have a narrow field of uh, binocular vision in front of their head, but wide peripheral vision, right? So they... They, they see differently. You know, the area in the back of the sheep's head is a blind spot uh, when their head is raised. So if a sheep is approached from the rear, a handler can remain undetected visually and have a better chance of catching the animal. With its head down uh, in a grazing position, the sheep can see in all directions. A good defensive adaptation where the sheep can see predators from all sides while grazing. Well, isn't that interesting? So we as sheep need to be continually grazing hmm grazing on the word of god in order to protect ourselves from predators isn't that something else all right so if there was ever a lesson in continuing to read your bible on a daily basis this is a great argument and the fact that uh your the strengths in your vision are only utilized while grazing is extremely important. If you pop your head up and aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to be subject to being attacked from behind. Granted, you may be with a lot of other sheep who might, you know, react to a predator. It's still extremely important for us as individual sheep to keep our head down grazing so that we can keep an eye out for the enemy. All right, so that's today's little lesson on, I think there's so much more I could have extrapolated from that. Uh, you know, I could have kept it going. I suppose if you have any Christian uh, upbringing whatsoever, some of this stuff will sound very, very interesting, make you want to dig in more. But, uh, but you know, when the Bible goes through a lot of trouble of describing, uh, you know, us as the flock of the Lord Jesus Christ and we are his sheep and he's the great shepherd, it doesn't hurt to look into the nature of sheep, right? God built in this, God built this into sheep. So if he's going to call a sheep, why don't we learn a little bit about sheep? All right. So the, you know, I'm going to sign off uh, the Sheep and Wolves podcast with the catchphrase. And this is what it is today. I don't know if I'm going to continue it, but it's always be ready and fight like a warrior for truth and justice. And, um, and I want to finish beyond that, in my second finish here, uh, Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? This is a command. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And this is my call for myself, or this is my own, uh, you know, this is what I want for myself. Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. 2020 um, uh, had challenged the courage and the strength of many people. Uh, many people trembled under the fear of a virus. Many were dismayed because of what happened to the economy. 
But here we are. The Lord in all times have said, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. To me, that sounds like we should remain positive no matter what. So always be ready and fight like a warrior for truth and